This is episode 22 of G.I. Joburg. A fun-filled episode of G.I. Joe Antics as brought to you by Rob, Paul, and Continue. Today, G.I. Joe Burgers, if we can call you guys that. Who are you and calling a burger? A burger. Today's topic is kind of interesting. We decided we'd look at other franchises, popular franchises, stuff that we really enjoyed. And most notably, uh, franchises that don't have a 3 3 quarter inch figure line and uh, incorporate them into to our G.I. Joe world. In simple terms, a whole bunch of other cool toys and things exist that we wish were G.I. Joes. So today we're going to discuss our top five lists of franchises that are non-G.I. Joe, in G.I. Joe, as G.I. Joe styled figures. We got a quick taste of that with Matt Tracker way back in the 25th anniversary line. And that was something that uh, really had no follow-on. So we're envisioning a series of one-shot characters reimagined and scaled down into Joe's size with Joe accessories and articulation. And we're going to basically just determine which for us are our personal top five characters which we have always wanted to see in our Joeverse. But first, new toys. I received quite recently Tiger Force Duke from 1980. Eight, yeah, and uh, Ripcord from 1984. Uh, Tiger Force Duke was an interesting choice. I got him at a steal at ten bucks. That's dollars US. So it was cheaper than getting an, an original Duke from 83, 84. But most specifically, because if you look at the Nintendo GI Joe video game title by Taxan, Duke is one of the playable characters, but it's not the original Duke. It's Duke and his Tiger Force styling. Because I suppose that was a more recent figure release than a 1983 action figure. And so there was more likelihood, I suppose, that children playing the video game in 1990 would have that Duke. So I went and got it to make up my and Nest team. And you went ahead and customized him? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm not so keen on the tiger stripe pants. So I gave him a Battle Core Gung-Ho green pants. I think they're quite evocative of Duke's original pants with the brown details, but they're a bit better sculpted than those 1983 trousers. Ripcord, on the other hand, the original version is sublime. It comes with terrific accessories that are extremely well suited to his purpose, but I've always felt that he's a little bit plain. Once he's landed from his halo jump or lalo jump or hey-ho jump, whatever kind of jump he was making, he's kind of naked. He's got a very cool camouflage jumpsuit, but in terms of gear, he's coming up a bit short. So I wound up giving him a PTE web belt, one of those removable green suckers. The color scheme works flawlessly, and it gives him a goodly amount of gear to survive with once he's down there. And, added bonus, if you twist it around to the front, you can put his parachute pack over it without any real intrusions or without it cluttering him up too much. In fact, it looks pretty cool. And I got a PT a PTE Hummer, the Desert Scheme Hummer. I have three of the Forest Scheme, sort of green, purple, black versions, and this would mark the first Desert version that I've ever bought, and it, it's a worthy purchase. It works better with characters like Dusty or other Desert Schemed characters. Tiger Force Duke and Dusty look pretty sweet riding that sucker. How about you, Paulie? Me, I, I scored some vintage swag lately as well. It uh, removed the horrible taste of the retaliation swag I recently got. But, just to um, add to that quickly, uh, one of the cool things about the retaliation toys that I've just come to realize is that I now have Joes that I can kill. See, 
No longer is this Flint. It's just gonna be some guy I'm gonna call Freestyle. And he's just gonna die a lot. He's gonna be like the guy that the Joes find, interrogated to death. And that makes me so happy. I suppose Firefly, there's not really Firefly, he's just glowing arm guy that's gonna be found dead. So I now have a use for those figures, and I'm actually quite overjoyed. It's cool, because now I can still play with them. And then aside from the fact that a lot of them will be miscellaneous drivers and whatever, because, you know, who wants to waste a cool Joe in a driver's seat when, you know, you can put cool Joes in gunner seats. But aside from that, I got some really cool vintage stuff. I recently got a 1990 General Hawk. That's the one with the flight pack. Uh, he's really, really, really awesome. Was one of my faves as a kid. I'm very glad I managed to get my hands on him. Got him for only $10. You were going to pay a lot more. I was going to pay $15. Yeah, and then what happened? Steve convinced me to negotiate. Well, come on, guys. When there's a buy it now or best offer deal going, you go for the best offer. Oh. I mean, what could you stand to lose? Well, exactly. You might and shave some dollars off the price. So, yeah, Steve convinced me and, and you know, I took his um, advice and narrowed it down. And now I got a $10 General Hawk with uh, full accessories, really, really great condition with um, an uncut card back. Which is amazing. Just know, listeners, that I am kicking myself for having dispensed this great advice to Paul and not listened to it to myself. <laughs> Fuck. Why? Because I'm the idiot with no General Hawk now. I also got a 19... Uh, it's also a 1990 Snow Serpent. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, 1990 Snow Serpent. The cool one with the snowboard. What, as opposed to the 1985 one, which is not cool. No, it is cool. With, different strokes without different a snowboard. <laughs> cool without a snowboard. It's got snowshoes. Yeah, that's also cool. And it's a damn cool figure. But, yeah, now I have my Snow Serpent, and he's looking pretty badass. I actually forgot how, how awesome that toy was. I, in a previous episode, uh, I know I mentioned him, as a, I think as a favorite of mine, or as a figure I'd most like to see um, redone. And here he is, in my possession, and he's amazing. And Do you still feel the need to have him redone? Not as much as before, because I've got one. <laughs> it's different. Now that I've got it in my hands, I don't feel the, that... Burning Urge, if Hasbro ever had to redo it, I would totally buy like two. So, I mean, just extrapolating from that, if you have the vintage action figure, all of a sudden you don't crave a modern era version of it. Yeah, because I mean, I've got it. It's cool. It's a cool toy. It's cool to have. It's a mm. it's a toy that doesn't exist in modern era at all. So it's like that, that one uh, sated, you know? I think I might use that a little bit later on in this podcast, Paul. Yeah, but he's going to refer to a whole bunch of other Joes that I've got. But like I'm saying now, if they did release a very good quality, not a Frank and Joe piece of shit, a really cool Snow Serpent with all the bells and whistles, then I would totally get one in the modern era. And then last, but hopefully not least, is my Heat Viper. 1988 or 89? 89. 89 Heat Viper. Really cool. Also one of my favorite toys as a kid. Uh, lost a lot of the stuff when I was a kid, so it's nice to have it complete um, with file card. And just what a great figure. A lot of fun. Cool design, still a favorite color scheme for me, I really dig it. Um, also a toy I'd love to see a modern reimagining of in a good quality. I've seen some great custom jobs out there, but I just don't feel like shelling out $80 for one. Sorry guys, like he's now in my possession and I'm, I'm quite happy to have a, a heat viper. Now I just need a fang too to put him in. Oh, and my, my hot toy snake guys arrives next week. Ah, <laughs> awesome. Mm. Excellent. Hopefully next week. And Robo, nothing oh, new, hi. man. Yeah, nothing new for me. I was considering getting a couple of those new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but uh, not yet. Yeah, I have all four of the Turtles, and I got Metalhead, and I got Shredder, and a Krang, and a Foot Soldier. Sounds like you got all of them. I pretty much do. Um, I see Dog Pound is also now on our shelves, as well as Fish Face, which are pretty cool looking toys as well. 
and I found the play set. Mm, the turtle lair. Oh, cool. Sewer play set. I don't know if I'm going to buy it anytime soon, but it's amazeballs. Quite gigantic. Well, you have a van, you need somewhere to park it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point, Rob. I like I... having Rob in my corner. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can park the van in the sewer. You could put it there, but how would they conceivably get the van into the sewer? Well, actually, in the show, the van itself has got a mode. It goes onto the subway rails. So they use abandoned subway rails to move the van around. <sighs> Another reason why the toy of the turtle van or shell razor is wholly inadequate. Yes, because it doesn't have that mode. And it would be so much cooler if it was a bit bigger and you could put the stealth bike in it, like they do in the show. And the little go-karts. Oh, the go-karts are coming shoots soon. shoots out of the nose. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I hope they release those like soon. like the uh, Bionic 6 van. Very that similar. Shot out the front and the bike at the top Except uh, the Bionic 6 van by good old, was it LJN or Bandai? One of those companies made the Mules van actually do the things that it does in the TV show. Yeah, but that's Japanese stuff. <laughs> I mean, they just do cool stuff like that. Which is actually part of why our topic is what it is today, because there's a lot of really cool Japanese properties out there, which would be great, or would be even cooler, if they were 1 to 18 scaled. Huh, I suppose you're going to be centering on the east then, Paul. I might do. Hmm. I think most of my picks come from the silver screen, and it's anybody's guess as to what uh, properties Rob would like to see in a G.I. Joe wave. So without further ado, let's fire it off, folks. A lot of these characters are not always going to be solo characters. They all come from a show or something. I mean, God forbid one of you guys decided to choose Jim. But, you know, you might want the whole band as well. But I've got it on good money that none of you guys have selected Jim. Yeah, well, what's interesting about this topic is, once again, we've chosen these characters rather covertly. I have no idea what my colleagues are going to say. There might be some overlaps, in fact. But what is very important to each of these picks is that we've also decided to go into some detail about the accessories that these characters would come with. And in order to keep it to a reasonable amount or stockpile of accessories, it's going to generally be in the five accessory mark. I don't know. Maybe we'll make some exceptions. But uh, we've tried to handpick the most iconic gear that this character would possess. And it'll be truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Whoa, oh, oh. Whoa. <laughs> Seriously, guys, there's no gem in this show. <laughs> You're really, really flaunting your age now, Paulie. <laughs> oh, old man. We are the misfits. So, when I first started thinking about this list of things, I mean, I had a few considerations and that I, in the end, just threw out. I was like, why should they be made as Joe figures or how would they fit in into the Joe universe? Or are they similar enough? Is there a reason to make this figure opposed to another old Joe to a new Joe set? And I was like, screw that. I'm just, just going to go with like a bunch of characters. I like, most of my picks kind of came from games and films. My number five, because I'd love to see he's kind of like a Joe, would be um, Leon S. Kennedy from uh, Resident Evil. Oh, cool choice. I didn't even consider that. Hmm. Why Leon and not uh, Chris Redfield? Even though Chris Redfield was a feature character along with Jill Valentine in the original Resident Evil, since then I think Leon has become more synonymous with it. Hmm. I mean, he was featured in the second game, number four, and then in the most recent one as well, he was one of a cast of characters. But I think he's kind of for me, he's come to represent what Resident Evil is. Hmm. 
Cool. Good, good point. What kind of uh, costuming would he have in this figure incarnation? I think probably the, the, the outfits... Yeah, I mean, I considered either his star's outfit from the, the second game, which I think is very iconic. Raccoon, sort of Raccoon Police figure. Department. Yes, that's right, yeah. Mm. Um, but then I decided, actually, his Resident Evil 4 outfit, which is more, it's very casual. It's, you know, it's like jeans, sort of like a brown leather jacket. It's kind of looked at, I think, most people remember him for, because Resident Evil 4 was when they kind of changed a few things in the formula of how you play the game, and that was when Resident Evil became popular again, you know sort of went across all the different the gaming, gaming platforms. Accessories, for him at least, I kept it very simple. So just like a, his, his signature pistol that he has. I think it has like a laser sight on it. I haven't looked at the game in a while now. A knife, because I mean that's always like the backup weapon that you need. If you don't have a knife, the zombie's going to like rip you to pieces. <laughs> and a shotgun, basically. I suppose you can throw in a few grenades as well. You often do use different touch grenades. And I considered throwing in that... Um, An ink ribbon and a typewriter. Oh, that would yes. be cool. <laughs> Don't forget to save. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing it out in this little typewriter. <laughs> now people will remember me, and that'll bring me back to life. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Very meta. Yeah, so that was my first choice. And the cool thing about many of my choices is that they also can give rise to box sets, I think. Hmm. Because the, the, the missed opportunity with Matt Tracker was that you have Matt Tracker now, but you don't have all the people around him, you know, all the other guys with the cool helmets. T-Bob. Um, <laughs> yes. T-Bob and Scott. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, all transforming T-Bob, and he sort of mounts him, Scott mounts him, and they ride around, you know. I just think a Matt Tracker without a Thunderhawk is pretty useless. Yeah, but then I think once you start making vehicles and stuff, it's kind of its own line. Mm. And then maybe they would rather use a different construction of figures. Kind of like, you know, like Hasbro does both the Marvel toys and G.I. Joe, but for some reason they've, they've differentiated in the construction of the figures. Mostly because they say this. Yeah, they should just have the same team working on both lines. But with Leon, I mean, then you can expand into all the other popular characters like Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, and Albert Wesker, you know, for a cool Wesker. Yeah, man. And the nemesis and the tyrant. Yes, you know, like the, those, those iconic bad guys that they've bought. No, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, so that's my pick number five. I'm going to get the ball rolling on uh, movie properties. I've always wanted a Chuck Norris figure. I must say, <laughs> I must say Outback came really close. The Outback from the uh, Assault on Cobra Island 7-pack. And also he was released, I think, with uh, the Flak Cannon yes. and an Air Viper and a Claw. Or a sad excuse for a claw. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, that Outback is Chuck Norris for me. But if they were to do a dedicated Chuck Norris, the role that I would specifically want them to evoke is his appearance in the Delta Force, 1986's Golan Globus anti-terror Chuck Norris movie, where he played a character called Major Scott McCoy. It's a rather simple figure to make, actually. I'm surprised we haven't seen more custom attempts at nailing this look. It's a basic black set of BDUs with black gloves, black boots. And in terms of accessories, he'd come with his signature Uzi, his uh, a light anti-tank weapon, or light artillery weapon, a law, and his motorbike with a rocket launcher up front and a mortar launcher in the rear, because that is just one kick-ass bike. But it'd be a really nice inclusion and, and a very doable one. It would take some minor re-sculpts of the ram parts, typically the front cowling and a little bit of additional sculpting on the back, but I think it's a very doable thing and uh, it would be quite a possible inclusion and far better than a fucking luge board, which we never even saw in the film. Yeah. 
technically, and I actually understand just to save Hasbro a little bit of face here, because I, I think I was just a bit harsh on them last time. It's not that Firefly is a bad toy. It's just, it's what we've come to expect from a vehicle driver. Okay, he's just a, a figure that comes with a vehicle. Okay, and yes, there have been better attempts made, but unfortunately, he's the only figure that comes with a vehicle that doesn't really fit in the vehicle properly, next to Heavy Metal, who <laughs> comes with the Rhino. Don't get me started, friends. This is a topic that just gets me riled up. Modern era figures and fitting into vehicles. Anyway. Drives him crazy. <clears throat> cool. Paulie? I've also borrowed some from movies and, you know, some things from video games and, and other toy lines that I've wanted to see. So it's been kind of a tricky one. I like Chuck Norris. I thought that's kind of completely on the left field. I wasn't expecting that, actually. Um, How could you not expect I, Chuck Norris? I know, right? No, you can't expect Chuck Norris. That's the whole idea. It's Chuck Norris. He's kind of... Out of the blue. This is out of the blue. Bad. Roundhouse. Roundhouse. <laughs> and like instant replay. Roundhouse. <laughs> it's bad. <badass. laughs> wow. And, and you know what the worst thing about this whole situation is? I totally had this figure in my mind now. This toy in my mind. And then we all started talking. And I was Spit like... Spit it out. I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> but it's kind of a random one. But Dino Riders. I would love to see 1 to 18 scale Dino Riders. Not because the toys or the characters in Dino Riders were particularly interesting or anything, just because it'd be so cool to have dinosaurs that the G.I. Joes could ride. <laughs> you know, it's like 1 to 18 scale T-Rexes and whatnot with, with slots to put figures. But that's Paul. amazing. Paul, Paul, Paul. That would be amazing. I think that'd be so, so cool. They tried, friend. They tried. It's called the Dino Hunter set, and it did some pretty shit business. Yeah, but that was lame. They didn't do it like... It wasn't Dino Riders. They didn't have a cartoon and, and stuff. And they could totally, like, reinvent how the Rulans looked and all that. Not that I'm this big fan of the show. I just really love those toys. I like dinosaurs, boys and girls. I think they're cool. But, you know, what kind of self-respecting geek doesn't? Okay, so the topic's about, uh, you know, a character being reimagined in G.I. Joe scale and construction. And Rob's first nomination was... Leon S. Kennedy. Leon S. Kennedy. Mine is... Scott McCoy from Delta Force, and Paul's is Dino, Dino Riders. Riders. You're special, <laughs> kiddo. You really are. I'm sorry. Well, Dino Riders was such a cool like series of toys, though. I mean, they were almost dose. I mean, like the scale was a bit smaller. I mean, I suppose to accommodate those dinosaurs being that size that they are, well, they were. I mean, uh, I I'm not know. disputing that they're cool it's toys, like <laughs> but it's a bit off topic. But anyway, Paul, we'll forgive you that. There was a blind dude called Mind's Eye. Yeah. That was M-I-N-D, new word, Z-E-I. I I think that was how you spelled it. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I mean, mean, that was just always something that, like, I was really disappointed with. Because when I got my first Dino Rider set, I was like, I used to have my my G.I. Joes flying the pterodactyls and stuff. Because that's the only thing I could sort of get them to fit on. (laughs) But (laughs) But that's the whole thing. As a kid, I was always like, why can't my G.I. Joes fit in these fucking things? I think the um, Velociraptors from... Dino Riders were actually better scaled to the Joes. Yes. They're more accurate. When I saw Jurassic Park for the first time, this is perhaps very timeless since you know Jurassic Park is being re-released in 3D. When I first saw Jurassic Park, I dug out my old Dino Riders and uh, had my Joes running scared from Velociraptors. Mm. It was great fun. That's a cool idea. It's a novel concept. Sorry, guys. I uh, didn't mean to drop like the oh, complete toy set bomb, but you know, at least it's not Jim. <laughs> you got something against Jem, buddy. No, Jem's cool. They're truly outrageous. Jem is truly outrageous. Truly outrageous.
choice is there's kind of like a theme going on here. Most of them are actually like like video game things. Um, he's been realized before in many other sets, I think. I think Sideshow's done a figure of him. Tom McFarlane's done him. Uh, Sideshow's you have a chance with him. But I really want a solid snake in Joska. Zing! Our first overlap. Yes, I was about to say. Whoa! <laughs> wow, Solid Snake made it onto all of our lists. Interesting. Why Solid Snake and not uh, Old Snake or um, Naked Snake? Or Big Boss or uh, Liquid Snake. Why Solid Snake? I just think that's the most iconic look of him. I mm. mean, yeah, people might remember him from the later games of being an old man, but I think where he was ma- making his most impact was in the first Metal Gear Solid game in the, you know, 1998. Ah, uh, yes, the Shadow Moses incident. Yes, just beautifully re- realized in what was Metal Gear Solid 4? The GameCube yeah, version. Yo, well, yes, Twin Snakes and Metal Gear 4, yeah. Yes, when they return to Shadow Moses. I just think he's just one of the coolest characters ever, because it was one of the first games that had a compelling story, and it, it felt not real, you know, that's kind of like what you do with, like, a Snake Eyes type character. You'd send him in a, in a mission like that. Maybe not on his own, but... Solid Snake has just always been one of the coolest characters, for me at least, and apparently for all of us. Mm. Yeah. Well, to be honest, Solid Snake does that one thing that Snake Eyes can never do, and that's communicate. Snake Eyes is perhaps uh, the optimal one-man sort of force of nature, commando unit, but the most compelling thing about Metal Gear Solid is the kind of dialogue that Solid Snake has and the intrigue that he has with those in command of him, and those he encounters on his mission. And that's a play pattern that you can never get with Snake Eyes. So Solid Snake is a essential contemporary to a Snake Eyes character. In fact, I think Solid Snake would eclipse Snake Eyes if they made him a G.I. Joe incarnation. For me personally, at least. That would be that would be my guy, that would be my, my army of one. He would be on all yeah. our original 13. Oh, he would just be a singularity. I mean, and by extension, the whole Metal Gear mythos. I mean, all of those guys are just great designs looking to be G.I. Joe-sized toys. They're amazing, actually. But yeah, Snake is just the go-to guy. In Metal Gear Solid, we have a, a seasoned Snake that still gets treated like a bit of a rookie, because, you know, he's been underground for such a long time that when they unearth him, a lot of things around him have changed that he doesn't much care about, so... But back in his heyday, when he was a rookie, he was on top of his game as well. He destroyed two Metal Gears, killed old Big Boss. You guys can play Metal Gear 4, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, oh, we have, we have. I'm talking about our listeners. I know you guys have. <laughs> That's why we're friends. Dang, okay? we have listeners? We do. All five of them. Is that why we're doing this? I thought all the hits were mine. Well, they could have been <laughs> mine too, but, you know... You've suddenly told us you listen to our episodes enough times. Not a day goes by when I don't listen to myself. But, uh... <laughs> wank, wank, wank. But, like, what accessories would you give him? Okay. Firstly, Paul, did you also choose the Shadow Moses appearance? That no, sneaking suit? I didn't. I was actually going to mention that now. Because uh, I was going to say to Rob, you specifically want to choose the Shadow Moses snake. Yeah, I think that's when he was his, himself. I mean, in many of the other games, yeah, he has a really cool look in the Guest Order 3, but that's not him, though. That's Big Boss. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a consideration, but I just... <laughs> I wanted the classic solid snake. I want, I want him. Uh, okay. Just to just to add on to Paul's spoiler alert, there, listeners, if you want to know stuff, don't listen to this podcast. But if you <laughs> want to know stuff, listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast because we'll tell you stuff. There are things that we're going to tell you. Things about games and things about movies. Yeah. You might even know some of this yourself. Maybe. Might so, 
Spoiler yeah, alert, times infinity. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it becomes pretty apparent that the, the snake in Metagasai 3 is not Solid Snake, it's instead in the 60s. Yes, I know. I mean, like, you know, you have to be stupid if you didn't know that. By the way, yeah, if you are the one listener that didn't know that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you stupid. Spoiler alert, times <laughs> infinity. I so what look would you have uh, your Solid Snake in? Um, personally, I'd actually go for uh, Naked Snake in the Jungle Fatigues version. Um, and this could be get, it could get really interesting because then you could go uh, Tiger Stripe camo and all the different types of camo. And then I would have him come with some of the sort of more like interesting parts of his gear. I'd give him the gear I mostly use. So I'd give him the Trank Gun, the 45 with the Suppressor. And I'd give him the Binos because I use those quite a bit. And I'd give him like a magazine or the rations or something, you know, because I think that'd be pretty cool. And a cardboard box. You can't come without a cardboard box. That would be like the play feature. You see, back in Metal Gear Solid, you didn't bother with tranquilizing your enemies. You, you used them. whatever damn gun you managed to find. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And to that end, Rob, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to kind of see what you overlap with me on. But I opted to almost mirror, I suppose, what Todd McFarlane made Solid Snake come with in his uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, action figure line, which was released around about the same time as the game. So it kind of to me, feels like the kind of a debut toy to go hand-in-hand hand with the video game. But he would come with his silenced SOCOM, naturally. It's kind of his basis weapon. He would come with the FAMAS assault rifle, which the genome soldiers use in the game, and Solid Snake acquires one. He would come with night vision goggles. He would come with Composition 4 and a detonator. And, slightly different path to the Togba Fallen setup, which came with the Stinger missile launcher and a missile, I would rather prefer to see Solid Snake come with a Nikita launcher. Yeah. And not have a spring-fired missile, but rather a sculpted missile. Because the missiles themselves were quite a big deal. They had a camera, they moved at an extremely slow speed, because they were basically steerable missiles, which was a very cool gimmick in the game, and far more cool and far more unique than just having another Stinger missile launcher. I know I have one or two of those lying around uh, in Joe scale. How does that compare with your list, Robbie? Yeah, that's basically all the stuff I would have given him. Yeah, the Socom, the Mars knife, and the goggles. But I think I would go with Paul and give him a nice, like, cardboard box. And I would, I would like to give him a pack of cigarettes. That would wow. be cool. But I don't think that's really appropriate for, for the toys, you know, because considering the toys are for, like, kids, well, then not for us adults. Having a toy that comes with guns and kind of glorifies violence is so much more far less damaging to the youth than including cigarettes. Most kids yeah, would probably throw the cigarettes like, away because they're like, whatever. But uh, like kids can't, no easy access to, to guns. They are to cigarettes. So they can emulate their little characters by going, yeah, I'm smoking like solid snake. They could also emulate their characters by hiding in cardboard boxes. I mean, really, guys, you can include a cardboard <laughs> box because that's a really fun play pattern. I dig it. I've had so much fun with my 12-inch snake in a cardboard box. <laughs> Put your snake in a box. Put your snake in a box, yeah. I even, even the box that my Metal Gear Rex came in, I had fun in that box too. I was a snake in the box. Okay, well, uh, I won't judge it too harshly then because obviously it got some mileage with you. Um, Something that I always wanted, but this would perhaps be really pushing the boundaries on on the amount of accessories included, is I would love to have a Solid Snake that comes with his rebreather. Oh, that little one. 
That well, no, the... no, he came with Gog. Oh, that the one, initial yes. his his initial approach on Shadow Moses Island was via a one man submarine. Yeah, and well, so he had the submarine and the rebreather. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> better be a box set then. But you know, flippers, a sort of tactical rebreather pack, and goggles would just elevate this figure into something else. A one man commando insertion unit. Ah, oh, that is the ultimate snake. Because that was one of the coolest moments. And it was really early in the game, yeah. but it sort of set credits against Snake ditching his uh, dive gear and uh, getting his iconic look in that uh, elevator shaft, that um, yes, cargo he elevator. Talk, and then he had his first conversation. Okay, so my number three pick. Yeah, once again, I'm, I'm continuing with the uh, video game theme. It would be John Marston from Red Dead Redemption, the 2010 game from uh, Rockstar. Very cool character. After Solid Snake, as like a huge character that, that I've always wanted to follow and I've always taken such an interest in his stories, John Marston is such an incredible character in that game, and what happens to him in that game is compelling and interesting, and you just want to keep playing to know what's going to happen to him next. And he's just one of the most rounded, I think, um, video game characters that have come out of like video games. Many, many, many games. And he's a cowboy. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, I think you're the only one who loves cowboys right. here. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm sticking by it. I like cowboys. Cowboys are cool. They're obviously not cool enough. <laughs> Dude, if you think it's cool, that's the idea here. At least there's no overlap <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Charles, who the fuck is that? What does he come with? He comes with a game called Red Dead Redemption. He's, he's actually a really cool character. He's very, like, I'm badass. He's basically conscripted by the government to take out the members of a gang he used to be a member of. Against his will, he has to do this. And sort of all the adventures he goes through trying to realize that mission and sort of going against all these people that he used to be comrades with and yeah he's just such a cool character so stuff he would come with pretty standard hard boy stuff uh, come with a pistol one of those rifles you know that you can cock that sort of one that kind of looked like that shotgun from terminator 2 whatever it's called he'd come with a cool like man bag because the menu of where you put your stuff is basically like a bag so he puts like all his like flowers and chilled, <laughs> sort of, you know, all in there. So you know he's a man. You know he likes flowers and he likes 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 fur. You know. He's a cowboy. Real men have man bags. <laughs> he comes with like a cool big knife because that's, that's the coolest thing in the game was just chopping up those uh, those animals. And he's like, oh, you smell dirty. I had a cool theory about what he's saying when he cuts up the animals applies to something else, but. I don't think I'll share that on this this, uh, this show. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're not on an R-rated show, so I'm not going to share that idea with you guys. Well, incidentally, um, we have an explicit content warning on all of our episodes. Whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> Probably because you guys were, like, fucking so much in the last episode. <laughs> I've been saying the word fuck a lot. Really <laughs> 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 okay, outrageous. So you come with a pistol. <laughs> he comes with a pistol, rifle, it's man bag. Uh, and also I'd like for him to come with a cloth coat, which would be quite cool. Because like, just the look of him in the game is just so cool. And he comes with, with his hat and a lasso. And I suppose if, if budget allowed, he comes with a horse. Because riding horses in the game is just so satisfying. It's just so different from driving in cars in GTA games. which are Well, horses can't hoot. <laughs> 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 nay, nay. Nee. Anyway, so that's my number three, John Marston from Red Dead. That's a goodie. I actually 
think that would be a cool toy because it's a very cool character. It's somebody I didn't consider at all, not even in the least. That's a really cool choice. Yeah, no, also, good one for coming off the left field there. My number three pick is a character that's seen more figure incarnations than most any character in existence. <laughs> I refer to none other than the Dark Knight. <laughs> now, there are plenty of Batman figures out there that are Joe scaled, but they never have anywhere near the same level of articulation. And I think articulation is essential for the Dark Knight. To have imposed cowering over a cityscape or crouched in the shadows somewhere. Cowering. Waiting to strike is so crucial for the Dark Knight. So I think he would really benefit from Hasbro's G.I. Joe construction. I fully agree. Uh, considering we've had a Microman release of Batman, but they've never... The Microman release of Batman is very Microman in that it... Favors, it favors articulation over every other paradigm. It doesn't have a very attractive sculpt, shall we say. It makes use of the very basic Microman body, which is quite smooth. It has some interesting paint apps. The movie version from Batman Begins has a sculpted bat symbol on the chest, and it does diverge from the basic Microman body in certain ways. But still, the most recent Mattel Dark Knight Rises Batman have far better sculpts, but about, I don't know, Six points of articulation? Seven points of articulation? Two arms, two legs, and a head. Mm, I think they bend at the knees as well. Oh. But it has a dreaded T-crotch. And I want Batman to be able to do some martial arts, please. Yeah. No, I'll that's... Yeah, some sidekicks and roundhouses and things. You know, not just, you know, front kicks. And looks like he's doing hurdles all the time. But with Batman, you have a quandary immediately. What version do you pick? What would be the iconic Batman to choose? And I have to say, I caved and went for Batman from the Dark Knight. His more high-mobility armor, which is every bit as sophisticated as Batman armor has ever been, but has a great signature padded look. And not to mention, the film showcased a few very fitting and very real-world Batman types of accessories. I refer specifically to his signature batarangs. I refer to his sticky bomb gun. And, of course... His grapple gun, which is a crucial piece of Batman equipment for scaling buildings. A possible fourth accessory could be those little hand grenades that he uses. Though, to be honest, Batman, as a figure on his own, is sufficiently action-ready. I don't need him to come with a slew of accessories. My imagination kind of encompasses everything that Batman needs, short of actual vehicles. But, I mean, I'm trying to keep my desires modest. To add to that, I got a Revoltic Batman, and he sucks. He has a really dumb-looking face sculpt, and the possibility on the Batman himself is what you'd expect from Revoltic. So it's fairly decent, but the cape makes it miserable. It's a very miserable figure to, to try and set up and play with. I, I can see where they're trying to go with it, and the sculpting on it is pretty decent, but we really do need a 1-18 to 18 version of that, that toy, and, mm. and it's important. He, it would work much better with things like vehicles and all of the kind of things that are in the Batman mythos. I was considering a Batman on my list as well. I don't have one in my list, but I, I thought about all the Batman toys that have come out. I have a Batman toy shrine where I keep a whole bunch of Batman figures. I've relegated myself to knowing that they'll never do a 1-18 to 18 scale G.I. Joe quality Batman figure, but it would still be cool if they did one. Never say never, buddy. Mm. It occurs to me that an accessory that that actually I would regard as essential is to be able to replace a cloth cape with a rigid perhaps wire and cloth cape yeah so that you can have kind of a glider wing akin to the the memory cloth yeah that he uses in the film 
to glide from, uh, I suppose, ledge to ledge. Yeah, well, that's what they do on the 1 to 6 scale figures as well with him, is they give you the old wire-based cape, which is pretty decent, actually. Which is decent, but doesn't really hang well when you sort of pose him standing, no. surely. So no, you have to, you to, have to play to swap, around with it. Yeah. To be able to swap them out, to have a, a more... Yeah, a stronger look. You don't always just want... Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Instead of having to hop, put it in a position and then spray it with, like, hairspray or something, try and keep it... How about your number three, Paul? It's kind of a, a figure that's also been released a lot. We see them everywhere. Um, they've kind of seen a reinsurgence. Very popular pop culture thing. It's the Turtles, but not the Turtles itself. I specifically wouldn't mind a G.I. Joe scale Raphael. It would be great to see the Turtles in actual G.I. Joe scale. Um, it'll also do a lot in favor for them in terms of vehicles. It's cool to see that the current line has a vehicle line with it that they fit into, just like they did with the vintage line. I thought that was really great, but... I would love to see a G.I. Joe sort of articulation in a smaller turtle scale. I think that would be a great toy. Um, I was kind of hoping these new ones were. For the longest time, they did actually look like they would be, until more and more pictures started surfacing, then I realized they were going to be a little bit bigger. They are kind of three to three quarters inch scale. Well, they are close to modern Joe size, but they are bigger, and the turtles are not meant to be like raging behemoths. I'll give Stephen that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Stephen did a campaign very heavily that they were not Joe size. But it would be cool. I think having a Ninja Turtle toy would be great at that scale. It's something I also always wanted because the original Turtles, when they came out, had articulation, but it wasn't the best. It was kind of clunky and irritating, especially if you consider all the cool weapons they have. I mean, I would totally just have a Raphael with all of these awesome ninja gear, like um, the hook swords, the sai, and then maybe like package in some kind of something that's unique to them, like a skateboard or a you know like a cool kind of miniature vehicle. You know, no rollerblades or scooters, but and like, hopefully a realistically sculpted skateboard, not a goddamn bread box on wheels. Yes, there's a skateboard in the current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line, which is just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's this big, chunky, oversized, horrible thing. It's terrible. I think it's got some kind of pull-back-and-go feature, or bump-and-go feature. It's... And it does stupid tricks. I don't know. It looks like a retarded rodent and chip packet. It's just not cool. It's oversized, and it has a gigantic rectangle glued to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not what we want, you know? Something yeah. approaching the look of a tech deck. Yes. If you're familiar with uh, finger skateboarding. Actually, a tech deck would work pretty well with the current turtles. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Are you cooking with gas? But that would be me. That would be my number three. It would be a Ninja Turtle in Joe scale. Because it would just be so cool to have Foot Soldiers and Shredder and Rocksteady and Bebop and the whole Turtle cast. And an April O'Neil figure would be great as well in that line. 1 to 18 scale. I would have so much fun with an April O'Neil figure. Mm-hmm. We know, Steve. Something about a yellow jumpsuit, man. Just peel that banana. <laughs> Rob, are you getting this? Yes, I am. <laughs> Maybe even like a movie version. Like a Megan Fox? No, no, fuck no. Sorry, I Megan Fox. Sorry, no, no. no. <laughs> well, Paul, I think you're the only one who has nothing good to say about Megan Fox. Uh, fuck that chick. She's like you'd, you'd fuck that chick. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Oh, God, <laughs> you know. Real hard. No, that with her turtle hands and everything. No, she's not cool. I don't think she's cool. Sorry, but I don't think you're cool. Did your dick shrivel off and die? No, I just don't like Megan Fox. She's just got like this like shitty vibe to her. I don't like her. Don't like her in Transformers. I'm very upset that she's April in, in the new Turtles movie. And the only thing I liked her in was um, Jennifer's body. And because she was a bad guy super bitch and I hated her. Mind seeing her in Jennifer's body. Yeah. There's Jennifer's body here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a cool movie. I own that actually. Incidentally. Anyway, on to the next one. Hold on, Rob. 
my number two is a choice that I think no one else, or maybe like a very tiny percentage of people in the world would want this figure. I mean, this is just me wanting a figure of this guy because I love the film and I, I love the actor. So it's Jack Torrance from The Shining. Stanley Kubrick's 1980 film uh, based on Stephen King's novel. The Shining. Yes, it's it's like my favorite film, and I just have always wanted to own a Jack Torrance figure in yeah, one of the 18 scale. I mean, I remember reading Toy Fair like years ago. I think they were going to release figures in like sort of like six, eight inch scale, and they look pretty cool. And it just made me, I just always wanted to own figures from that film, just like like hack of doors and shit. And, it's an interesting choice for sure. I mean, I would never have thought of an action figure of a psychopath. <laughs> would he come with a typewriter? Yeah, yeah, I see. This is where the typewriter would come in. All right. Leonis Kennedy, Jack Torrance would definitely come with a typewriter. <laughs> At least um, you're getting some mileage out of that, that sculpt. <laughs> exactly. So if they could do Resident Evil toys and the shiny toys, that would be awesome. They could just reuse the typewriter. And an axe. And an axe. And an axe, yeah. An axe, a typewriter. And I'd give him two heads, like sort of like a, a normal head, so that's kind of like Jack Torrance near the start of the film, he's, he's going to chill, it's okay. And it's kind of like he's this crazy face near the end of the film, he's kind of peering through yeah, that door. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. <laughs> yeah, he'd have kind of like the, the look that he has near the latter end of the film, he'd sort of have his red jacket with his jeans and his checkered shirt. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a very weird choice. I mean, the, I have like a huge list of figures that I would want to see, or characters that I want to see as humans, but... I've just always wanted to own a figure so I could sit there and watch the film and like like play with them at the same time, like like act out the movie. How would that work into your G.I. Joe play experience? Like as I said when I started, I just wanted to Joe scale toys. I they don't have to fit into the whole Joe universe necessarily. Okay. But I mean I suppose you know, it could be like a civilian character if you want to use him in a Joe setting. Or it could just be Jack Nicholson. I mean that's pretty cool. Jack Nicholson joins the Joes. No, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. No, that's not Jack Nicholson. <laughs> but it is creepy. <laughs> That is very creepy. <laughs> Wicked, man. Yeah, so that's my number two. <laughs> totally out of left field right there. And Steve, what's your number two? My number two pick would be the T-800 from Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> now, this was a very difficult decision. I knew I wanted the Terminator. But do you choose the Terminator from Terminator 2 or the T-101 from Terminator? And to be perfectly honest, I'd be equally happy with either. It just comes down to gear. In Terminator, he had a pretty mean arsenal. But Terminator 2, he has just a bit more of an iconic arsenal. So really, it seems, sadly, that accessories have made my decision for me. If I was to go with the Terminator from the Terminator, it would be from the police precinct assault, after he had already gouged his eye, and he'd be wearing those dark shades, and he'd be dual-wielding. I'd be dual-wielding! But in the assortment that I picked, ultimately, his T2 appearance... He'd come with a Winchester lever-action shotgun and a box of roses to conceal it in from the Galleria action sequence. Get down! He would naturally come with a Colt 45, though this accessory is one that could be done away with simply because there is a proliferation of Colt 45s in the G.I. Joe line. It wouldn't be very difficult to find a spare one to give him, but it would be nice if he could tuck it into his trousers. He would come with a M79 grenade launcher with an ammo strap, and of course he'd come with the minigun... Oh, oh yeah. Hey, 45, get into my trouser slot. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, I think because he is the Terminator, it would be essential to give him a battle-damaged head and battle-damaged arm totally. that you could swap out. 
just to give you those options and to enforce the fact that he is a metal endoskeleton beneath living human flesh. Something that we've actually seen in the Joe line, notably in the modern era, um, Destro from the Retaliation 5-pack has a removable arm. So he's got a normal arm and then he's got a cybernetic arm, which is exposed, and it retains some pretty good articulation once you've clipped it in. Let's not forget the bats. The bats have some really great detailing on their arms and the removable forearms for their attachments. So I think it could totally be done. I mean, we've definitely seen that kind of thing in the line. As well as, the, what are they called, the bio... Vipers from the Renegades line, the zombies. Mm-hmm. Or I just call them zombie vipers, whatever. They've also got removable forearms because they have attachments like tentacles and things like that. So it can totally be done. It's something that's very feasible in the line. As long as I've known the Terminator franchise in existence, I've wanted a G.I. Joe Terminator. It goes without saying. This is an iconic character for me, an iconic movie or set of movies, because... Terminator and Terminator 2 are both cult favourites and personal favourites, and I can't believe I've never had an adequate Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator figure. It's just appalling me. It's a really cool toy. I actually considered that one for my list as well. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, they recently did that god-awful Terminator line. My imagination just kept going there, so I couldn't see past it. But I remember when I was quite a bit younger in high school, um, they had done a Terminator line for Terminator 2. Uh, A friend of mine and myself were discussing how we totally... Missed out on those Terminator figures and how we were so stupid to have missed out on those figures. They, they weren't were terrific. Yeah, yeah, but they were great for us then. Mm. It was five points of articulation. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what stopped me from buying them because they weren't a G.I. Joe articulated. But other than that, it was like, wow, Terminator toys. Because Terminator was so cool when we were growing up and still is so cool. In fact, my number two has got to, uh, a bit to do with James Cameron as well. It's, of course, Aliens. I would love a Corporal Hicks Joe mm. style figure. Um, it would be cool to have them all. I've considered Drake, Vasky, Apone, and uh, Ripley herself. Uh, even Bishop, but I think the figure I'd want the most out of that whole line is Hicks. McFarland um, did a really cool figure of him. He wasn't as uh, well-weathered as I would have liked, and his face sculpt wasn't that great, but they kind of had the right idea. Um, it would be cool if he came with a smart gun, even though he doesn't use one in the film, as well as having the standard SMG. Pulse like, rifle. Yeah, the pulse rifle, there we go. Mm-hmm. Standard handgun, the motion tracker would be great. Cool things like a removable helmet would be great, removable armor uh, would be cool, just like we see with a lot of the modern era Joes. I just think it would be a really, really great figure to have. And then by extension, the whole lineup of characters would be great as a Joe scale line, as well as the APC and dropship, which... A beautiful, beautiful craft, and I'd love to see them as one to eighteen scale representations. But sure, I don't think keep we'll wishing. See yeah, that'll probably never happen. But what about Corporal Hicks's <laughs> signature weapon? His signature weapon? He's got a. He uses the pulse rifle, and a, he uses a Colt, doesn't he? No. What's his other signature weapon? When they're asked to hand in their ammunition. Oh, doesn't he give them an axe or something? What does he use? Come on, what's his backup? What does he keep hidden? Oh, from? the shotgun. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for close encounters. <laughs> totally. Jeez, totally forgot about that, man. That's my bad. The old faithful. Yeah. Well played. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what makes him a cool character to have, and that's what makes him stand out from all the others, is that although Vasky and Drake are, like, badass, and they have everything, Hicks has got that little twist. It's almost like he's seen more than the rest of them. He's also the highest rank. Um, He takes first shirt after Apone goes down, so he's a pretty badass toy to have, and I would totally have well, him. Incidentally, he's, what, an E4 corporal? And then also, by extension, Xenomorphs are 1 to 18 scale. The Revoltic line did a really decent line of them. They're a little bit too big to incorporate into the Joe line, but you could make it believable, because the Xenomorphs don't always have to be small. They can change in, in terms of their appearance. But it would be very cool to have a Xenomorph done to the same quality that we expect from the Joe line. That would be a, a serious stretch, though, because that's some serious molding, and, and it's very difficult to get parts reuse out of that unless they make a whole line of Xenomorphs, which they'll probably have to do. Like, you know, a purple Xenomorph, and orange and black night attack Xenomorph. But 
I think, yeah, it holds true. I think Hicks would be a great toy to have. It's out of scale, but NECA is actually doing a Corporal Hicks now. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. I believe they're doing all of the alien stuff. They did yeah, the Prometheus line. I've seen, yeah, sculpts for the new, for the new Xenomorph, and it actually looks quite cool. It looks very well articulated. Oh, that's cool. NECA do, do a bang-up job, I must say. I saw some of their stuff when I was over in Singapore. Terrific. The Prometheus line is fantastic. I've got um, two of the figures from the Dead Space line, and I've seen the Gordon Freeman from Half-Life out of his box. There was also a toy I was considering in my lineup. But yeah, they're all great. They have such amazing articulation for the for the size, for the scale that they are. It's just sad that they're not smaller, because they're just cool toys. I want all my toys to play together. Yeah, exactly. Exist in the same world, in the same scale. Without the 4 inches being you know intimidated by the 12 inches. <laughs> 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 well, NECA, I mean, they've they've done a line of sort of like the six-inch Gears of War figures. Yeah. And recently, in our in our store, that they they've also done four-inch figures. But yeah. For some weird reason, I mean, the articulation is very good, but the detailing of the figures is so bad. They actually look awful. They're like core figures. Damn. Damn. Cause... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the proper scale. I mean, that's well, it's to modern era Joes, but they just look awful. Like bad paint apps. I just don't understand how you go from. The larger figures that look amazing, and then you, they squash them, and then they're like, uh, so awful. Although, they recently did a 1 to 18 scale, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think it's, they call it the Warthog, is their, their Jeep? That I would be from, is, is that's, that's from Halo, guys. Yeah, that's right, yeah, from Halo. Yeah, it's from Halo, but yeah. I think they have something similar. Yeah, because... But that vehicle is cool from Gears of War. It's very cool. All the, the Gears of War stuff has very cool design. But yeah, yeah, I mean, even their chopper is kind of almost like a tomahawk. It is almost kind of like... I've always held the opinion, I've mentioned before in an earlier podcast, but the alien force that you fight in Gears of War, the name that escapes me right now, they look a lot like range vipers. <laughs> when I first saw them, I thought of a range viper because of that, like, skeletal face. If you yeah, look at them, they kind of... skin texture. Yeah, they kind of have this, like, immediate... I don't know why, I just immediately looked at them and thought, range viper. Because you think of everything in G.I. Joe terms, friend. That happens. Yeah, I get it too. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, no, that's me. That's my number two. I think we're into the hallowed territory. Our number one picks for characters that we'd love to see in G.I. Joe scale and construction. Rob, you're up first. Arnold Schwarzenegger was definitely a character or an actor that I would have put on my list. I think you could even replace Jack Torrance with the T-800. But uh, there's just certain characters that I just want to own in that scale. And... The number one character that I want, that after, it's also another one of my favorite films, is Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. I was going to um, mention him. Class 1982 film. Mm, one of my favorite films. And it's, you know, it's Harrison Ford, and he's looking young, he's looking cool. I just like the look of that character in the film, with the cool trench coat, and that awesome gun that he uses. Um, and it's, it's, the entire film is so cool. I mean, The Shining and Blade Runner are my two favorite films. But Rick Deckard is like a figure I would love to own. And the stuff you come with is pretty simple. You come with a gun, like a cool removable cloth trench coat, so you can kind of have him in his apartment after he's got him beaten up. And like a little like miniature unicorn model. And I suppose if, if I can give Solid Snake cigarettes, I'd give, I'd give him like a bottle of brandy or whiskey. And a cool little glass that he mm. it's, it's a weird choice, probably. But yeah, that's like the number one guy I would love to see at one stage. Rick Deckard is definitely in my notable mentions. It's actually a character I was seriously considering. I love the character. I love the movie. I like the Android Stream of Electric Sheep. But yeah, the, the version I would have is of him from the movie. Yeah, and he's got such a cool gun. And also, once again, great extension there with um, things like a police spinner as a vehicle. I was actually wondering if any of you guys have considered him. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I did. And he's my number one. Bravo. Tears in the rain. <laughs> 
Well then, my, my number one pick is uh, something that I don't think we'd ever see done, and I'll explain exactly why. You're getting a, a lot of mileage out of one figure sculpt, but the sculpt itself would just be a black tuxedo. But this tuxedo sculpt would come with Sean Connery head, Roger Moore head, a Pierce Brosnan head, and Daniel Craig head. Thank God for no George Lazenby head. Or Timothy Dalton, which... Uh, I mean, this sort of limited to five accessories limitation on this list is bugging me. Because Dalton Dalton was my Bond. The first James Bond movie I ever saw on the big screen was, I think it was Licensed to Kill, actually. Yeah. And so Timothy Dalton was James Bond to me. But, you know, I'm going with actors that have had the role for more than two films. So George Lazenby and Timothy Dalton fell off the list. And that's only because, of course, Bond has to come with... The Walther PPK and a silencer, which is a very dainty gun at 1 to 18 scale, and preferably a concealed shoulder holster, which would fit under his dinner jackets, or tuxedo jackets. That would be tricky. Well, not really. Actually, to have a slot on the inside of the jacket yeah, that could, could accept the, the gun is very doable, uh, if the jacket itself was a softer rubber piece that fitted over akin to what we get, well, any kind of jacketed characters these days. And that would be my number one character. Bond, 007. Wow, that is such a cool... It's weird, I didn't actually think there's one. We don't have a single James Bond figure. We have lots of cards. The ultimate spy, and I've never had an action figure of him. Why is that? Do you think there's some kind of licensing bar that James Bond merchandise is forbidden to have a James Bond action figure? If you look at um, what they've done with James Bond, they've always kept it to cars. It's always been cars and more cars and cars and then some more cars. They did the top of my head, there has been a range of and this is reaching way back, this is like from the 70s, yeah. a range of like army men, painted yeah. minifigures of Bond characters and villains. It's one of those lines that I think they were just too scared to make a toy out of it. I think they didn't want it to be a kiddie thing originally and I think they still don't want it to be a child's thing. That's why they probably haven't made a toy out of it. I, I don't know, that's that's the only way I can consider it. Even though with the Alien and the Terminator lines, the reason they made toys of those is because that was them investing in like future markets and future sequels or whatever by, you know, getting people to spend that money on buying those toys for their kids because their kids can't watch the movie or because they knew that those kids would watch the movie anyway regardless of age restriction and things like that. You or know? maybe it's just because the James Bond Jr. toy line was an abortion. Could have been that as well. But those are not Samurai James Bond. I had one? Him, the ninja one. The oh, golden black one. Right. I had that. It was it wasn't bad. It was a fun toy. <laughs> I, I had the sub cycle. I had so. that too. That was it. and I had the car. Uh, the car that was, was a great. Cool toy, the the mm, car like, was great as well with the ejection seat and it really worked. Like worked pretty well. I shot many a Joe out of that car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're just making me drool even more. Imagine having a one to eighteen Aston Martin that you could seat your bond in. And have him race along the countryside, shooting a shit out of baddies and ejecting them out of the roof. Yeah, that would be very, very cool. And then also, by extension, you know, Odd Job, Jaws, name other... Javier Badin. Oh, God, what's his name? What's his co-name? Snow Job. (laughs) I know, I'm being funny. I'm being Snowball. Snow White. Blow Job. Blow Job. Oh, it'd be cool if you could have two heads. Like, one with his teeth in and teeth out. Yeah, because, you know... Because that's creepy. He'd be better that way, with the teeth out. For myself, for, for my list, I don't know what I replaced it with, but I actually had the Ghostbusters as well. And, and I was wanted... wondering when you were going to say Ghostbusters. Yeah, I wanted them as my, like, 
like one of my, I think it was my number two choice was actually meant to be Ghostbusters, and my number three choice was meant to be Alien. It helps to write these things down, Paul. No, I usually do, but I was just thinking about it and stuff, because I've got a really great um, line of Ghostbusters toys by the Four Horsemen to Maddie Collector. They are exceptional toys, great posability, amazing sculpt, a great attention to detail with the neutrino ones and the proton packs and the trap and the PKE meters and everything that came out in their scale. Fantastic toys, really cool, and I just would have loved to have seen them in G.I. Joe scale. They would have just provided a lot more fun for me. That and maybe some villains would be cool as well for the other line. Oh, Paul, you just really are crap at, like, adhering to instructions. I'm just... One character. No, I know. Bill Murray. Just Bill Murray. Yeah, well, I'd have Peter Venkman, yes. Peter Venkman would probably be the, the, the character I would do, yes, totally. That would be like my number one choice. And then he would come with the slime thrower, a PKE meter, and a proton pack with the neutrino one. Is that so hard? No. But I'm just just giving our listeners a chance to expand, you know, on things, you know. So they don't don't go, oh, these guys suck, they're like, don't think of that stuff. Yes, we do, listeners, we have got an imagination. All right, well, I think we've just uh, unveiled our top five picks. Are there any notable mentions we can run through quickly? The thing that I would love to own is just like an Arnold Schwarzenegger box set. Because he's been in so many films, I mean, including Terminator, Terminator 2, etc., uh, that would make such cool figures. I mean, also, like, I, I came up with such wacky choices, actually. Hmm. So, a five-figure box set of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, the obvious. Terminator from Terminator 2. Yeah. Dutch from Predator. Major nice. Allen Dutch Schaefer. Yeah. He was Schaefer. One, of, yes. one of my um, notable mentions as well. Get to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> Get and to the, the box set. And a really cool one. You're one <laughs> ugly <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, totally. Which have the most awesome accessories. You give them, like, a cool, like, helmet thing. These people need (laughs) (laughs) AR! Come on, Cohagen! Sorry. (laughs) So, Douglas Quaid as well, and obviously Conan from Conan the Barbarian. Yes! Brilliant. (laughs) The lament of the woman. (laughs) (laughs) And then my complete, like, left-field choice, kind of like my choosing of Jack Torrance, would be a Dr. Alex Hiss from Junior. Oh my god, a, preg- a pregnant, pregnant Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, that's, that's... I think that's just brilliant. Well, it'll stop them from using the same body sculpt each time. Exactly. You could definitely do something cool with it. Otherwise, like, I had a whole bunch of different box set ideas based on video games. A really weird one, I think, would be is if you did an Oscar Pistorius figure. <laughs> <laughs> what, to accompany your, um... <laughs> your Blade Runner? <laughs> yes. You have, like, Replace his legs. He'd have re- replaceable prosthetic legs. He'd have the blades. He'd have his sunglasses. I mean, that's what you often see him with. And of course, the most important accessory. A nine mil. Yeah, a gun. <laughs> Definitely needed one of those. Jeez, like the insensitive much. <laughs> wow. And so. they would sell really well right now because of all the the interest and the hype with the you know with with the case. I mean, you could sell those at at, at the court. <laughs> I would, I would, it better, it better come with the all-important uh, piece of evidence, the toilet door, which seems to have gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the box set's like it's randomly packed. You get a toilet door. A toilet door with it. bullet holes either in the top or the bottom, because it's really important to determine whether or not he was wearing his prosthetics at the time of the shooting or not. A cricket bat? <laughs> oh, dear. It's like Pluto. <laughs> If you want to get really crass, you can include the dead body of his girlfriend. No, no, shame. Apparently, she was a nice girl. So we won't go there. No, she was 
But actually, you know, you're on something there. You know, when when he was kicking ass, you know, before he went and murdered his girlfriend, allegedly, before he allegedly murdered his girlfriend, um, he definitely killed her. I hope by like episode forty, we'll be coming back to this and going. So when Oscar Pistorius, you know, fought off an alien invasion and tried to save his girlfriend by shooting her, (laughs) you know, um, but they could have really done like a toy line of like you know this character called Blade Runner with like interchangeable legs. It would have been like really interesting, actually. It would have been kind of cool. We're going left field here, you know, off the reservation. Sports fans everywhere, get your Blade Runner. I don't know, guys. Hey, you guys remember Pro Stars? Uh, Wayne, Gretz- no? Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah, it was an animation, wasn't it? Yeah, and they were like, it was like Wayne Gretzky. He was like super Canadian dude. And I should, I do remember. And the yeah. other two guys, and I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't remember the names. Oh, Jason Wilson? Was O.J. Simpson one of them? No, because that would be cool. The juice. The juice. But, like, that's the whole well, thing. You can get it a box set with him and Pistorius. Who else? Yes. Ice their girlfriends. Oh, uh, we should just throw Tanya Harding in there. You know, just for shit some giggles. That'll be fun. She's uh, nice. Courtney Love. Courtney Love. Yes. <laughs> Courtney Love. <laughs> she, uh, you, know, you know what accessory she would come with? A guitar? No. Mm. What would she come with? It's on the top of my tongue. It's, like, on the top of my head. Huh. Yeah. A shotgun. <laughs> but oh, anyway. I thought you were going with a needle. <laughs> but okay. yeah, but we could do that. Come on, Robbie, another five pack. This is interesting. Um, well, other options I had. Um, I love Rocky. The Rocky five pack. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone five pack. Oh yeah, Apollo yeah. Creed and Clubber Lang. Yeah, or even like an Expendables five pack. What about Rambo? Because then you'll have. Rambo's uh, no, I mean, I another notable mention, I suppose. Rambo's cool, but like you can't expand him into a box. I mean, yeah, he's a cool individual figure. Um, and incidentally, yeah, I mean, I was ideas. destined. Yeah. Incidentally, he was destined to be a Joe. Well, Rocky was at least. We were gonna have a Sylvester Stallone in the Joe line, mm-hmm. but uh, that disappeared along the way. Yep. Licensing issue, I guess. I guess probably because of the cartoon or something. Rambo cartoon or something. Rambo cartoon that awesome theme song. Oh yeah, Q theme, theme song. song here. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond Sly and other Arnold Schwarzenegger appearances, I would really, really go ballistic for a Game of Death Bruce Lee. Yes, uh, a Bruce Lee five pack. Oof. So Big Boss, Game of Death, Into the Dragon. That's three. And you can include a Chuck Norris figure with that as well. Kato. Oh yeah, from Fist of Fury. Yes. yes. And and Kato. And a Fist of Fury. So it'd be like a six pack. So you could have... Who's Kato? Kato from the Green Hornet. That's how he made his debut. Oh, yes. You see, he uh, played Kato. And, and in Hong Kong, it's called the Kato Shot. Because he was the, the hard-ass-kicking <laughs> sidekick of the Green Hornet. Well, I must say, I would go nuts for any one of those figures. It'd be a very close toss-up as to which would be the coolest between the yellow jumpsuit and... A kind of a topless with scratches on his uh, bare torso yes. from Into the Dragon. But that jumpsuit, man, that's just got it's 70s so cool. retro cool written all over it. It's got the Uma Thurman resonances, of course. But you can't oh, have... Talking about Uma Thurman, you could do a Kill Bill box. Uh, not top of my list, friend. Yeah, sadly not on the top <laughs> of mine either. Not top of my list, I'm just, I'm just throwing out ideas now. I mean, mm. that's... But yeah, my main focus was video games. Resident Evil, Borderlands would have been cool. Final Fantasy Seven, Bioshock even. Bioshock definitely. Although, I've got a little sister from Bioshock that's pretty well done by NECA. And they've done Elizabeth now as well, I think. Yeah. Like uh, Andrew Ryan, you could get Jack from the first game, 
yeah, Book of the Wind would be awesome as well. Yeah, Book of the Wind would be very cool. Other video game notable mentions, Drake from Uncharted yes. would be very cool. Well, then you can't not mention Tomb Raider. Oh, Lara Croft. Yeah, Lara Croft G.I. Joe uh, would be great I because Lara all the figure. Lara Croft toys have sucked. And I mean all of them have sucked. So I hope somebody out there is listening and hopes to make a better sculpt or something. The statues have been fantastic. Jeez, there's so many great video games you can take from. Dante from Devil May Cry. Yes, Sonic the Hedgehog. I've got, oh, I've got a Sonic the Hedgehog Nendoroid, which is good enough, eh? Like, I think I need to stop you guys right now. Yeah, because this is a lot <laughs> We're just going to keep going all night. But yeah, listen, we encourage you to come up with some cool suggestions. Post them on the Facebook page. You know where it is. It's on the G.I. Joburg group page. Otherwise, post them here in Podbean. Uh, or even better, put them on Stephen's Real South African Hero blog. The only official Real South African Hero G.I. Joburg blog. Oh, thanks for the punt, man. Oh. Now I'll have to open a comments forum for this episode. <laughs> well, he's going to... He's going to put up some pictures of toys and stuff and, and maybe have a small article about this anyway. Right, Steve? And <laughs> apparently so. I mean, you can cut this out if you need to. I'm just like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking of really awesome toys. I'm looking at my games collection now. <laughs> oh, that's why we limited it to five picks, dear listeners. And so those five picks, once again, for your posterity, I suppose. For me, at number five, Major Scott McCoy from Delta Force played by the actor Chuck Norris. Number four was the T-800 from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Number three was Batman from The Dark Knight. Number two, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And my number one pick, James Bond, 007. Mine would be Dino Riders. <laughs> <laughs> so full of hate, you guys. So full of hate. Um, can't remember my fourth one now. <laughs> like I say, listeners, it pays to write no, things down. down. I usually do. Usually do. Uh, Naked Snake? Actually, Naked Snake was my number one choice. Oh, um, okay, well, okay, then it would be Raphael from TMNT. TMNT. would be Raphael from TMNT. Thank you, Rob. Well played. I, I think that was meant to be three. Somehow, I think I missed out a figure, a, a grouping here. No, you included Peter Venkman. Yes, Peter Venkman. So, from the top... Snake from Metal Gear Solid 3, Hicks from Aliens, Peter Venkman, Raphael, and Dino Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's loving it. Okay, so my top five characters. Um, uh, number five was Leonis Kennedy from Resident Evil 4. At number four was Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. At number three was John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Number two was Jack Torrance from The Shining. And my number one choice for a character I'd love to see as a Joe Scale figure is Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. Nice. Excellent. Now there's a man who writes things down. I'm surprised nobody <clears throat> considered a, a Predator. I did, but uh, to be honest, Predator was always overshadowed by Dutch. Yeah. It's like that movie was cool, not because of the hokey creature stalking them, but because of Arnie. And his signature band of American heroes. These were the Joes. That commando unit. Arnold Schwarzenegger's rescue team. As uh, mirrored in um, that uh, Pursuit of Cobra line. You got Spirit, who looks a lot yes. like... Billy. Like Billy. And then you got um, Rikondo, who looks a lot like... A sexual Tyrannosaurus. Jesse Ventura. As? Blaine Cooper. Blaine Cooper. 
the the duke looks a bit like dutch or the one duke that did that has got a bit of a dutch sort of appeal to it by extension the shadow tracker is very predator-esque and so is the firefly the urban firefly well folks i think i think i think that's a wrap on uh, episode 22 of gi joburg anything anyone else wants to add I'm really sad that I missed out on my Dollar General Joe's because the suppliers who supply one of my favorite online stores sucks and gave them the variant colors. Name and shame. Uh, BBTS, I love you. You guys rock. Uh, whoever supplied those Joe's to you, they suck. So this is not a slant against you. But unfortunately, I had a pre-order going for those Dollar General Joe's and they can only bring in green shipwreck, gray duke, and fucking green snake eyes. Vomit. So, yeah, I'm, I sadly missed out on those. But on the plus side, I pre-ordered two Tomahawks or Eagle Hawks. One of them is for Steve. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, otherwise I have nothing to add in closing other than that, that whole spiel. The figure subscription service stuff looks great, uh, but not great enough. Sorry. Not not for the coin that they're asking for. it. There's some great notable mentions there. Cesspool looking fantastic with the new space sculpt. Kill Hall, I can see some potential. And I definitely would like to keep some Tiger Force-related laughs and jokes for our next episode. So, until then... Stay classy. Yeah, stay classy. Cool times. What he said. Adios! These people need air! (laughs) Get down! Corrigan! (laughs) Let these people go! Bond. James Bond. He's looking at me. (laughs) Snake! 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 What's the X button? You have disgraced my family, and you have disgraced the Shaolin Temple. Be like water. Do not think. Feel. Behold the moon, and all that heavenly glory. That's a good one. That's a really good one. It is Lao's time. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty badass. Well done. Rustoff. It's time. <laughs> Invasion USA. You need to see this movie. I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> Ada! Trust me. You told me to. <laughs> yeah, you told me to. They live. Come with me if you want to live. Are you Sarah Connor? <laughs> First one. one. No, he would just say, Sarah Connor? Yes. <laughs> I need to close your boots and your bike. Can't take a man's bike, son. That's cold. Bad to the bone. Bad. What did the Dino Riders say? 